It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The program Odd Topic here saw on Twitter a photograph of a license plate. I reached out to the tweeter. What do you, what do you call what do you call someone who tweets? What's the huh? I don't know, the poster, the the person with the Twitter account. There's got to be a noun for that. Uh, I reached out and I he said, "Hey, would you tell me some of the details of this?" He tells me that uh, about 3:30 yesterday afternoon, not far from Trolley Square, he was at tw- Tweeter is correct? Uh, it's been fact-checked. Tweeter. The tweeter. Let me know. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, the the tweeter informed me that he snapped this picture of a license plate just outside of Trolley Square about 3.30 yesterday afternoon. And here's what the license plate said. It was one of those personalized kinds. And maybe you have one. Maybe you don't. I have uh, one myself. I am a very vain person, as you may know. Uh, I've got my name on there. I just took the vowels out of there. Anyway. Uh, so... There's one yesterday driving around. Uh, a picture gets snapped and posted up on Twitter. Here's what the license plate says. I'll, I'll give you the letters first, and then I'll I'll read what that what that is. It's D E P O R T M. One more time. D E P O R T M. That can only be read one way. Deportum. Deportum is the personalized license plate that someone uh, was able to have printed by the DMV and mailed to them, and they later affixed to their vehicle. Now, I was curious and needed a reminder. What are the criteria through which, what are the guidelines and standards for these personalized license plates? So I made my way over to the DMV website, and I want to read to you uh, what are the rules and guidelines regarding the, the combination and numbers of characters on a plate or the content of the message on a plate. This is from the DMV website. It says, uh, in general, the statute forbids any combination of letters or numbers that may carry connotations offensive to good taste and decency or that would be misleading. In general, this law prohibits combinations that, and there's a list of bullet points items. I'll walk through those. In general, this law prohibits combinations that are vulgar, derogatory, profane, or obscene. Make reference to drugs or drug paraphernalia. Makes references to sexual acts, genitalia, or bodily functions, or express contempt, ridicule, or superiority of a race, religion, deity, ethnic heritage, gender, or political affiliation. The last bullet point expresses uh, expresses or suggests endangerment to the public welfare. So again, the list I just read you, those are the types of license plates that are prohibited uh, under... Uh, Utah statute. Specifically, plates that express contempt, ridicule, or superiority of a race, religion, deity, ethnic heritage, gender, or political affiliation. I think that there's a strong argument to be made for a license plate reading deportum being uh, ridicule, ridicule, or ridiculing of uh, a race or an ethnic heritage. 
or political affiliation. It's unfortunate that it made it through. Now, I do want to be sensitive. It is a tough job for these folks at the DMV to scrutinize all these applications that come through. Uh, the DMV uh, has uh, responded to this. They put out a, a press release just moments ago. I've received this. It's here in my inbox. I want to read to you uh, some of what the DMV has to say after reports of this license plate reading Deportum have been made. It says that the Utah State Tax Commission is aware of a personalized le- wide the tax commission. It's the tax commission that oversees the DMV. So this response is coming from the tax commission, but uh, uh, could be considered also to be coming from the DMV. The Utah State Tax Commission is aware of a personalized license plate that has been seen around Salt Lake City that is causing concern with the public. That's, uh, I can only assume, the deportum plate that we're talking about. The Division of Motor Vehicles reviews all such concerns brought by the public. Now, here's a quote from Utah State Tax Commission Public Information Officer Tammy Kikuchi. Uh, you recognize that name. She used to work here. There are numerous possible reasons for denial or recall of personalized license plates. If a plate appears to carry connotations offensive to good taste and decency or express contempt, ridicule, or superiority of a race, religion, deity, ethnic heritage, gender, or political affiliation, the plate may be denied or recalled. Now, that's the point we got from the Utah.gov, the DMV website. And so we hear it now repeated specifically uh, in relation to to this plate. Uh, The release continues. It says, as is the case with all reviews... If a plate is recalled, the plate holder will receive notification of the recall and have 15 days to respond by choosing a different personalization or appeal the decision. The set of plates in question must be surrendered within 30 days of the notification. The penalty could include suspension of the vehicle registration. And then it goes on uh, and says the DMV receives approximately 450 requests for personalized license plates each month. The estimated time for plates to, that are approved is three to four weeks, and the cost is uh, twenty-one bucks or a hundred. It ranges from twenty-one to one hundred and six dollars, depending on the category uh, requested. And then uh, Tammy sends along uh, uh, an attachment with some of that information. Now, what this release doesn't tell us is how it is that this plate uh, was able to pass through the scrutiny of the folks up at the DMV. It's unfortunate that it did, um, but. Listen, they get 450 of them. Uh, there is, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot going on up there. Uh, I don't make excuses for them, uh, but I bring up the, you know, the, the big job they have regarding scrutinizing personalized license plates uh, as, you know, maybe uh, not the highest on the priority list. I'm just speculating here. I think if we are to, uh, you know, steer our ire in the direction of, uh, of anyone in this uh, story here, it is who is it who sat down at their computer or filled out the little form? It's the, in fact, I have the form right here, TC817. That's the form uh, you fill out here in the state of Utah to get yourself a personalized license plate. Who sat down and said, hey, you know what? I am going to, I'm going to take uh, advantage of this opportunity to personalize my license plate to make a uh, comment uh, like this, deport him. It's confrontational. It's unnecessary. And that's, listen, I'm not getting into any kind of d- debate uh, about immigration or anything. That's, this isn't, 
that's not why I brought up this topic. It's simply that, you know, sometimes there are forums that are appropriate for debate and sometimes there aren't. And your, your license plate is certainly not one. There might be some of you who hear this story and think, hey, listen, we've got we've got the First Amendment to the Constitution. We should be enjoying free speech. And how dare we? How dare you, Lee, on your little radio program? How dare you say uh, that this uh, whoever it was who took out this personalized license plate uh, ought, to, ought to say something different? Why are you trying to uh, prohibit his free speech? Listen, I, of course we have free speech. I'm in the business of free speech. That's what I do all day. I, I, I'm not saying that we ought to have our, our you know ability to express ourselves and communicate. I'm not saying that that ought to be throttled back by big government. What I'm saying here is that, or rather, what I would, how I'd respond to that argument is this. The state of Utah doesn't have rights. States have powers. The, the, a license plate is something issued by the state. It lit, it literally says Utah on there. When you read a license plate, you are not only hearing a message delivered to you. And here's the thing. Most of the time, we're not having messages delivered to us. When you read a personalized or one of these vanity plates, maybe there's a message there. When you read, when you encounter one of those, you're hearing from the owner. And you're also hearing from the state. And so it is wholly appropriate uh, that the state of Utah put some criteria in place to uh, to, to marshal what is on the back uh, of the cars driving around town, if it be printed on a license plate. Totally appropriate. Not uh, an irritation of your First Amendment rights by any means. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you are driving around and you see one of these uh, one of these personalized license plates, if it's offensive, if it violates any of the bullet points that you and I read through here together, if it's uh, offensive to uh, or suggests the endangerment of public welfare, if it's vulgar, derogatory, profane, or obscene, if it makes reference to drugs or drug paraphernalia, uh, you know what? Maybe call over to the DMV. Let them know what you saw. Give them the number, and they'll uh, start a review. Uh, so that's that. Just an interesting thing that uh, I encountered on Twitter. I'm grateful to you for listening to me ranting rave about it here for a little bit uh, but it's it's interesting and uh and if i'm honest i've always thought that uh i've always thought that it's uh <laughs> fun to try to decipher these personalized license plates i bet you i've spent a good number of hours at intersections trying to decipher what i thought were personalized license plates and really were just randomly printed uh, anyway, that is enough for that topic. I've bored you enough with license plates. Next up, we're going to take a few moments and look back at a vote cast by Utah's House representatives. Uh, one such representative, uh, Ben McAdams, uh, he voted in a way you might not suspect. We're going to talk about it next here on this program. Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.